I met a middle-aged woman in Nigeria many years ago, and um, she was married, she had children, she had a husband, and on the surface, everything looked very well. But she came to me and shared with me that when she was married, it was one that was arranged between her family and her husband's family. And she told me that there is another person that she loves very much. Um, and although she said her husband is a good man and provides for her and their children, she says there is not a bond of love there. It is more like a business agreement. And that was a very hard, heavy cross for her to carry because given the culture and the families involved, she had no choice but to stay in the, in the relationship she was in with her husband and she had to forego um, any kind of love for the man that she loved and she loved him in return. It is quite amazing that even today in the world in which we live in, how many marriages are arranged and where the woman has little or no say in who her husband should be. This was the case at the time of Christ and maybe even more so. But also what was a very contentious issue at the time of Christ was that of divorce. Obviously, in today's Gospel, two vulnerable groups of people are mentioned, that of women and that of children. In many ways, they were completely insignificant, and they did not have much standing uh, on their own uh, at the time of Christ. There were two schools of, of uh, Pharisees that had different opinions on divorce. Uh, on one hand, one school said that person should be divorced, a woman should be divorced if there was any, even the slightest sexual misconduct. And it might even be like looking at another man or maybe even talking to them. And that is why it was scandalous that the woman at the well was talking to Jesus. So, so uh, that could even be um, an op uh, uh, that the woman could be divorced because of it. It was even worse in another school of thought by the Pharisees where even if the woman messed up her husband's evening meal that could be a cause for a divorce as well. So a woman was treated like a piece of property and uh, as the woman aged even, even less was she of any value because she couldn't bear kids or she couldn't work in the fields. Rather than enter into the question of divorce Jesus goes in a different question. He doesn't engage the question of divorce, but he takes the situation to give a teaching about the kingdom of God. So he uses divorce to symbolize a spiritual disposition or a consciousness that people can have in the world. And it is a separation, spirituality or consciousness where there is not much emphasis on being in communion with other people. It is a consciousness of my relationship with God, and that is it. We have to constantly remind ourselves that our spirituality, while it is personal, it is never private. So the question about divorce embodies for Jesus, symbolizes a separation consciousness. Um, it is a failure to sustain 
the original consciousness of creation, that what God desires is communion, community, communion with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and communion with all other people as well. The opposite to this separation, spirituality, or consciousness is unitive consciousness. And that is symbolized in, in the child, that Jesus says, do not stop the child from coming to me, but embrace them. So that one talks about uh, the importance of living immersed in the, the energy that drives everything there is towards everything else that is. Because God's desire, and God is community, God is communal, and God is constantly bringing all things into one. So the second consciousness speaks about a child who, know, as we all know, a little child is powerless and everything they receive is a gift. Um, they are dependent and that means that relationships are very important to them. So it is interesting when our children were returning to school, uh, they said the number one thing they enjoyed about being back was they could be with their friends. So relationships are important to them. They are most importantly receptive because they know that everything that they're receiving is a gift. And that is what Jesus is saying, that we need to move from a separation consciousness to a, a communal consciousness in our lives. And the children are permanently open to God and permanently open to other people as well. I will conclude by saying that at the time of Christ, divorce was a difficult issue for everybody to address. It was a difficult issue going back into the Old Testament. And there, there are signs of people trying to grapple with divorce. It was a very difficult for the early church as well, as it continues to be a very difficult issue for people of today. So in this preaching today, um, I hope people who have been divorced do not find this as a judgment or God's displeasure on them because they have been and are going, perhaps going through some very difficult times. It is a time for us to support them, to understand them, and to bring as much peace into their lives as we can. But at the same time, let us understand what God is inviting us into. At the beginning of creation, God wants all things to come together as one. And let us do all we can to unite and bring people together so that we could all experience God's plan for us, the kingdom of God.